We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Almost over, so we gotta bring in a special guest to get get the goons ready for the second half. Is it something the second half of the season? The final twenty-three game. Final, yeah. There we go. Special guest. You know, I like, you know why I like Slater pods? You know why Anthony I like Slater, Slater. pods? Yeah, yeah. Because people are gonna listen to this and then tweet out like everything that he says. Like oh, an aggregation, <laughs> aggregation yeah, time. I see. I mean, I like. Yeah, I'm, I don't know if Slater does. I can't tell. He's, he's well, now, nodding, smiling, you, shaking. You his just, head. you just told him that. Now he's just going to give us nothing of value. <laughs> I'm, a, for the rest of the I'm show. about to be so bland on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen detailed breakdowns. I mean, it's not like you say anything crazy, right? It's usually like updates and stuff like that. But like, I've seen people do like minute by minute. Here's 13 minutes and five seconds. Slater saying that Wiseman is not coming back this season. I'm like, oh shit. There you go. Speaking of James Wiseman. Wow. Slater. Did you know he's coming back early March? Per what? I don't know who's it per. It was just a tweet. Yeah. And just, I'm, I'm I mean, like that's the trend. And I think anything that's been reported out there is like where it's trending. Um, but it's trended in a lot. It, he he was trending coming back in late November. He was trending coming back in December. Um, so I've learned to uh, you know, go day by day with him, I'd say, and like always make sure I have my eye on like what's actually happening when, when the door is open to us and, you know, you're talking to people, but this is, I mean, I'm certainly as optimistic as I've been since he has started his rehab that he, I mean, he's as close as he's been. Um, you'll probably see him in the G league first too. Do you think, so for me, the Wiseman like setbacks with injuries, it's unfortunate what are you really going to do about that? For me, the strange part has been how kind of secretive they've been with everything regarding his rehab and then how pointed they've been at times to like, let you know that things are going in the right direction. Like it felt, did you feel like it was like they're purposely trying to show everyone that he was playing by letting him scrimmage in front of the media? Cause that's something they weren't, they weren't showing people his workouts what a month ago or two months ago. 
Yeah. And like, to be honest, that's when I got more suspicious when it was like, I was seeing him do way more stuff like three weeks ago. Now he's like disappeared. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, but you, I don't think that it was a strategy to let us see the three on three because we walked in the first, they come out, uh, PR comes out and is like, Steve's going to talk in the hallway today. Cause oh. you know, the music's pretty loud out there. And I'm like, the music's loud out there all the time. I was like, something's going on. And I mean, you could already feel like Wiseman was trending in that direction. So you're walking in like, where's James Wiseman? And you could kind of see peeking through the, uh, like Utah tunnel, like he's playing. So it's like, like all right, you know, I did I put out a video. It was probably like three plays. And, uh, you know, Iguodala sees this out. There's like, why are they here? Like uh, he, he was even, I think he said like Pat Riley wouldn't allow this. And then, um, you know, we were, they were basically trying to shuttle us out quick, but, uh, so that, that to me, that wasn't, uh, like purposely theatrical to like show us that that was just like, you know, it was the opposite. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Oh, you know, but I do think him coming out pregame was always a good sign because like, obviously cameras are going to be on, uh, pregame that, but there have been, you know, moments within this process that I thought were curious, like the day before they played the Hornets. Back in November, they announced they sent out a release that said he's cleared for practice hmm. and like full, you know, he's cleared for full team practice. I'm talking, I believe it's November. You can look whatever it was a home Hornets game. And you know, like the home the Hornets game was November 3rd. I, I only know. Why that do you know went, that? Because it was my birthday and I went to that game. It's like one of the only games I went to this year. Happy, birth, <laughs> happy belated birthday. Yeah, happy so <laughs> it was, it would have been, I, I bet it was November 1st. You go even find the exact release. They put out that he was like in full team practice. And this was like, oh, this is huge. He's been cleared for right. contact, the thought was. And then I remember he came on the podium and it was like, so are you scrimmaging? He's like, no, I'm not. I can't do that yet, but I'm close. This is November 1st. And, uh, but I also was like, you know, was the timing of that a little bit with the LaMelo storyline about to descend? Like there's some positive Wiseman news out there. I don't know if the timing was that, but you know, they're not, as trans, like they're a very transparent organization in the way they talk to reporters. Obviously, they're the, probably the most quoted team in the league. Um, the access is great. I could never complain about that, but they're not incredibly transparent with injuries. And Steph Curry broke his tail, you know, fractured his tailbone last year, and all they said was tailbone soreness for, for weeks. So it had to be Kent Bazemore told us in his uh, exit presser. That's how we learned of that. Uh, remember the Andre Goodall spider fracture in the playoffs that he didn't reveal till like the next season? Draymond Green, we were being told calf injury, you know, it, calf injury is going pretty well for about a week or two and then and it finally it's a herniated disc in the yeah back. finally it comes out that it's the back thing and you're like well maybe they didn't find out about it for for a week or 10 days and it was like no draymond comes out and his pretty transparent trust uh press conference and was like uh night of celebrini knew it was back we went and mri the back that night and like you know you do get rumblings of this stuff and you know, obviously they didn't want the Wiseman. They still haven't even technically announced the Wiseman, uh, you know, scope, uh, which obviously, I mean, they've, they've admitted to it post. And then right, now there's been right. some type of messaging like, well, is it really technically a surgery? Like whatever you want to call it, uh, that was a monster setback in this guy's recovery process, obviously. Um, but I don't think it's specifically just a Wiseman thing. Like they're just, I think they're more normal than you probably realize with like the way they hide injuries. Is that makes that makes sense because it's like that's that's the thing I've been trying to figure out because is it is it just because he's had setbacks that it feels different or are they actually true? It feels like, but it feels like the KD thing kind of made it that way when when they kind of 
not to say that they messed you know that's another example that's another example of just like you know gamesmanship and you know bob myers had a i don't remember which of his media availabilities recently he said man i wish it was like the hockey where you could just say upper body lower body out indefinitely whatever basically they could be really vague in those but um they also have a uh you know ferocious fan base that is like you know (laughs) going on any podcast, trying to get any morsel of, you know, what could it be? And, you know, a lot of reporters around the team, like, you know, it's just the environment they're, they're in, but, and, you know, the wise men, I think, you know, just where he is in his growth, I, I, maybe that's why they just didn't want to put the scope out, but it's, I don't know. It's, it, it was all curious, but at this point it is actually trending in a good direction. So go, it's ramping like, up. <laughs> we go, there we go. Ramping up is uh, if if you search ramping up, you, you will find no no less than forty five Steve Kerr quotes of him ramping up this year. Um, Sixteen, baby. It's impossible to separate the Wiseman injury from the fact that this team is an actual contender, and the one thing that can do them in is interior defense potentially, right? Like maybe they need another big man. We've been saying they could use another big man, and that's. That's probably another reason that everything is magnified here because for better or worse, they've made the decision. They're going to roll with the young big who they think will be excellent with time over trying to go get a veteran. Uh, And I think that adds to it as well, right? Like it's, if the Warriors were in the middle, if the Warriors were doing what they did last year, like they were in the play in range, would people really be like freaked out about Wiseman as much? They'd probably just be more mad about the overall state of the team. He would be wrapped into that. Sure. Um, <laughs> especially if it, his rehab was taking this long. Cause you'd be sitting there like, well, you're committing to a future that we still can't even see yet. You know, I, I mean, maybe the Kaminga emergence and obviously the fact that their record is really good has lessened the pressure on Wiseman. Cause Kuminga is an example of like this when now developed now plan working in some ways, you know, right. like w- what the fruits of it look like it could be. Cause you know, I would say even, even the most trade hungry, win now hungry warriors, follower, opinionator, whatever you want to call it would n- probably be watching Kaminga. I mean, I should ask you guys watching Kaminga the last couple months, like maybe, maybe they should hold on to that. So, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, th- I think just, just based off of, you know, what our listeners say, and I'll speak for myself on how Andy feels like the more you watch Kaminga, the more you're like, you know, if Wiggins can go and I'm just no, no, but it's more like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe if you can get Giannis or something, but like, I'm not just looking to trade him for like the eighth man in the rotation type of Marcus smart. Yeah, exactly. That type of like, and Marcus smart's an excellent player and probably would help them more in the playoffs than Kaminga because he's a veteran. But like you watch Kuminga, the upside's too tantalizing to do something like that. Whereas Wiseman, uh, we're we're pushing eleven months at this point. Yeah, I I mean, as as a much more neutral observer, like I'm curious about 2025 Warriors too. Like I, you know, I <laughs> I wouldn't mind if they stayed relevant over the next decade. Uh, I, you know, just to have relevant basketball in the state. You know, just like I wouldn't mind if the Sacramento Kings got a little bit more relevant. But. <sighs> The time for some Sabonis. I mean, talk. They can, yeah, so Sabonis. You guys have the same fate, you know, the same kind of, you know. He's uh, he's got the more blonde, you know. <laughs> I don't know. We don't need to get into that. <laughs> oh, the Kings, man. The Kings will always be the king. Uh, Draymond. You mentioned Draymond and his uh and his disc, and um, he said on TNT that he's planning to be back in in three to four weeks. So a month from now gives us what 
10, 15 games for him to play before the playoffs start. That's best case scenario, right? That That's kind of, I think, what they were probably thinking of. Yeah, I mean, best case scenario if he plays now, but best case scenario going into the, the postseason. He said three or four weeks a couple of weeks ago, or, you know, whenever he did the press conference, you could go find the exact saying that. Yeah, he just keeps saying that, right? Just, yeah, I mean, again, and I don't think it's, like, necessarily any type of, like, you know, concerning setback, but this is a, obviously a very delicate injury, tricky injury. It's, like, not really pain tolerance. I mean, he's continued to say he hasn't really had pain. It's, like, weakness instead. It's, like, inability to jump off the calf. In, in that TNT quote you're talking about, I thought it was, you know, it was kind of wrapped into a joke, but he mentioned, like, I'm about as explosive as you, Kenny, trying to get to the, uh, you know, board. And you're like, oh, that's not a good sign. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, so, I mean, look, to me, that is number one yeah. storyline of the last 23 games of the second half. Like, that, that is, that's everything. That is their title chances or not. It's, it's yeah. when do you see him? How does he look? Does it, he look sustainable? Does he need to get back to the, the pre, you know, the first month, second month level? Um, that's everything. It really is. Yeah, I mean, if Draymond's not healthy, we could throw out any sort of contention. Like, they're going to be bounced in the second round at the latest without yeah. him. Are you getting any sense, though, that he's that he's going to be back or anything? Because the way he talks about it publicly, it's like there's so – and it's Draymond. He's really gifted at speaking. He's selling, like, he's selling though, too. The confidence level. Like, yeah, yeah. He, he, he sounds like a CEO up there just, you know, like everything's trending up. Earnings, <laughs> wait for the earnings report. It's going to be the best ever type of thing. Defensive so. player of the year still on the table. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, that's, that's as far as I'm going to come back and get that defense player. It's like, I don't know if you're going to get it on 39 games in the season, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there is obviously some salesmanship, particularly with on that aspect of it, but I don't think he'd be doing that if he, like, New deep down, like, oh, season's over. Like, he wouldn't be pumping it like that. Um, you know, you talk to people behind the scenes, um, coaches that are working with um, everything, like he, you know, training staff, he's doing more. He, he spent a lot of the last month doing like strengthening exercises, like core, glutes, you know, hamstrings, whatever, you know, like minutia type stuff to make sure whenever he does come back, I guess the biomechanics are easier on. Right you know, the area, that's the issue. He's starting to do a little bit more court work, but it's all individually. He, he's lightly shooting. They're being very careful with them. Um, we, I think we're going to just learn a lot in the next couple of weeks. It's like, and you'll probably be reading, you know, reports from us of practice. Like, Oh, he's out on the court. He's playing some two on two right now. That's, you know, again, it's all on. We've learned it with wise and like, you know, like contact when he's in contact, he's, you know, the, the whole ramp up, it's a slow ramp up till his contact. Then it's, you know, it's, that's when the alerts come on of like, what's a potential target date? How's he responding? Is it two on two becomes four on four becomes five on five, whatever. Um, if until you see him doing that, he's not close. And, but when you see him doing that in the next couple of weeks, that would be a very good sign. Yeah. I feel like, like we can wrap up the injury update segment of the podcast. That's true. It's, that is it's true. not, Fair it's enough. not the most fun thing to talk about, but it's kind of relevant gun to your head. Which player's back first, Wiseman or Draymond? Just take a guess. Wiseman. I mean, James Wiseman's playing five-on-five -five basketball right now. Like, you know, he was last week. So uh, you, feel, you feel pretty confident we will see him suit up before Draymond Green? Yeah. I, you know, I again. Wait. Cannot wait. Again, like, you know, I'm flying to Portland in the morning, and, and they have their first practice. They're all coming back you know, to, to meet in Portland, they're right. having like a night practice in Portland and we may get there and it's like, well, James has been, you know, like he, we needed to 
throttle it back. I don't know. I'm not saying I sure not talk to anybody that said that's the case, but um, he is much closer than Draymond right now. I mean, he's playing five on five. Draymond's not even playing like one on one. So that's just that's just where it is right now. It can change. Can I get a round of applause? Hey, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all-in-one skin and hair kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe, literally. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now trust them with the rest. Join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off free shipping with the code LIGHTYEARS20. That's the code LIGHTYEARS20. So we all know how essential the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 is. For the precise trim below the waist, now they have advanced skin-safe technology and it reduces cuts to your most delicate areas. You can also enhance your perfect grooming routine with their Ultra Premium Collection. So this package includes, you got the Manscaped Premium Deodorant. So not for your balls, but for your armpits. So this deodorant dries clear and is aluminum-free and smells like their signature scent. You got hydrating body moisturizer have tattoos or issues with dry skin it's designed to keep skin feeling clean smooth and fresh and then you get body wash to lather you up with the infused aloe vera and sea salt shower gel you get the two-in-one shampoo and conditioner i'm lazy so i like two-in-ones things are scalp with an easy one step and then you also get a free gift three pack set of lip balm that's made up with ingredients such as vitamin e peppermint and eucalyptus oil to keep those chappers feeling moist that's four products plus a gift inside the ultra premium collection all of these products are cruelty free paraben free vegan free and dye free the best ingredients with zero compromise so again get the 20 percent off for free shipping with the code lightyears20 manscaped.com 20 percent off free shipping the code lightyears20 at manscaped.com the power of traction is now in a bottle thanks to manscaped We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
funny part of this is we don't even hear about Clay's injury anymore. It's he's been back and it's just been smooth. He had that one setback, but the yeah. one game where he was held out, that yeah, he shouldn't have been held game, out of. It yeah. seems like, I mean, which Slater by the way, they some. they that was kind of you know, said like knee soreness, and then he he revealed he like hyperextended it, and I thought know. it was scary. I thought that was bad. I thought it was going to be bad, but. Yeah, I I'm glad you mentioned Clay. I, I have a I'm writing a big Clay story that's Uh-oh. posting tomorrow. Just nice. sat da- sat down with him for a while, just talking about kind of his comeback and you know just it, it's it's injury related, but it's also like how does he feel like he's playing defense? Just like where does he feel like his yeah. game is at? Uh, so I mean, people by the time they're hearing this podcast should be able to read. It. I believe it's gonna be out Wednesday morning. Um, but yeah, you gave me a chance to plug that. So there you I, go. There you go. Smooth. I mean, the guy. That- the guy's been he just kind of looks normal like we don't even yeah let's talk let's talk some let's talk some clay let's let's pump up your piece a little bit but like just my my first broad strokes on clay is like i'm astonished how normal he looks like rust in terms of like you know the first few games he was (laughs) he was really shooting the ball you know like not passing or anything like that but it was just like he's do you notice any difference in the way he's moving slater yeah, he thinks he's like 80% laterally. And I do think that's where he's that that's that's the what's coming back last. And who knows if it'll ever come back. Uh, you know, he, he again he, in the in the story I'm writing, he'll talk about not being able to guard Barbosa for the first month of of contact and like the frustrating aspects of that. And quick like his ability to to guard the Kyrie's, the John Morant's, that's the big one potentially around two. Uh, will that come back? That's where I see it. You know, he's, he, there's a little bit more of a blow by when he's trying to get on on transition that you might not have seen, like go watch yeah, a yeah. 2017 Clay Thompson defensive. Right. Highlight. Right. Yep. Um, but you know, it's what you're saying. Like he looks really good for, for considering what he went through. And, you know, it's interesting. He will, t- you, you can read about it, uh, but he, he came back too heavy. This is what he admitted to me uh, the first time around. He said he was about 226, 227 mm-hmm. pounds um, when he was cleared for five on five. He he was much more away from the team in that first rehab, right. uh, more unsupervised. Uh, there's a lot of reasons to go into it, but uh, including a pandemic that it hit. But he was playing about 226 to 27 when he tore his Achilles. And I think he's pretty, he doesn't like to think about it, but he's kind of of the belief that, because he was playing 10 pounds, you know, he says he's between 216 and 220 is his playing weight. That's probably why he tore his Achilles. So he was much more patient this time around, much more around the team, much more willing to do all the Rick Celebrini, you know, tedious, like, no, Clay, not today. You're going to go do 100 calf raises, that type of stuff. Um, they waited a long time to clear him for, for yep. contact. He was lighter when he was cleared for contact. He's he's just taking everything more serious, uh, and you know, Kerr said it, but he was like he felt like that the Achilles was the alarm bell of like your career is on the line. They they would not have let him play pickup five on five, which is when he tore his Achilles. If he had been like not to say that it's his fault, but it's just like the way that they had to redo it right now, though how slowly they took it, there was no chance he's playing five on five against like and it was away, and it was away the from the team. That's that's the right. other part of it. It was like the whole. I don't know. You, you would know better than both of us, but yeah. like how much did the pandemic just, it, it just kind of screws the team over because you can't like necessarily control what Clay's doing in Southern California. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it wasn't just the pandemic. Like he spent much of that. That was the 15 and 50 season. That was the getaway for the whole team. Shit, I, wasn't I mean, yeah, fuck, I wasn't doing parties. There was road trips where he, 
remember he was dating at Laura Harrier. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be road trips where he was like on like vacation. Like you, articles you're in you're in Denver. They're they've lost like seven of nine. Like you know Eric Pascal's their leading scorer, and it's like here's a oh. five picture clip of Clay Thompson on vacation, and you're like you know <laughs> I mean it was to that was okayed by the team though because Steph was you know he had broken his hand and he was away Draymond was like you know floating through the season um so like that was just such a weird year but that led to you know he was just not around that much and when you're not around you're not you know it, it is a little bit more unsupervised uh but this time around like you know including the fact that you know he he there was times in December he's like I'm ready I'm ready let me go let me go and they're like nope you know, it's, you know, more three on three today. You're going down to Santa Cruz again. He said some of the most pissed off he was in the rehab was, like, <laughs> was Santa Cruz again. And he's like, again, but you know, through now the lens of like, I'm really happy they did that. I feel so good uh, because they did it that way. In other words, he would have, if, if the situation was different, he might've, he might've got cleared maybe three weeks earlier or something. Yeah, maybe it was the first time around, whatever. I mean, I, I, I don't think this is the case just because they, they typically, as an organization, have pretty good perspective on, like, what regular season matters and, and panic right. mode type stuff. But, you know, what if they're 500? What if they're, you know, in the playing mix? They're the 8-9 seed in Just the, like the previous season, yeah. Yeah. Is there more, like, you know, and there's, like, obvious, like, potential problem solving that, that Clay would do? What if Jordan Poole's having a bad season? Like, sure. Jordan Jordan Poole really, you know, we can get to him. I think he's an important storyline down the stretch. Yep. But, yep. I, you know, I, I think one, two is Draymond Clay. Like, and that's kind of what I'm writing. Yes, Clay does look good, but, like, what level can Clay get to consistently? Um, because did he's, you, you know, their second did, and third best players we still don't know about. Fully. Did you I mean, write about? Let, did you write about the new point guard Clay, who's throwing <laughs> assists all over the? This it's. I know he's averaging like three a game, which is not a lot, but it's like it's just bizarre to me to watch Clay pass the ball this much. Yeah, the funny thing is, it's wrapped in like his highest usage rate ever. Like, yeah, sure, he might make the, the <laughs> just occasional dribbling, pass. just out there dribbling. Well, and, and chucking, and, and you know, it's gotten better, but you know, there was, I think there was a naivete coming, you know, maybe leading up to clay's return of like you know this is the ultimate player that has no you you have no issue implementing him back in because he doesn't dribble and he you know he just off you know he and he plays good defense and whatever and then it was like i remember game one i was like what do you have like 17 shots in like 17 (laughs) minutes or something it was was impressive and then you just you saw early on like jordan pools sinking into the background wiggins even Let's talk about that because second half of the season, I mean, you you talked about those two guys. Those those are the two guys that were uncomfortable, not because they don't like Clay, we don't think, but because playing with Clay. And then also Jordan Poole has to come off the bench, and he's twenty two year old, twenty two years old, and any twenty two year old kid with that type of confidence doesn't want to come off the bench. So you think that Jordan Poole is the third most important part of of the second half of the season, or at least he's up there. Yeah, I just think like, you know, they were in the mix on Drogic. They at least kicked the tires on Why? Drogic. Why? Uh, I think they just, I mean, my sense is they think that is the type of veteran that could actually help in a playoff game. Whereas I think some of the other I agree. options that have yeah. been floated out there, I don't know, like Gordon Rogers has one playoff game. It's like, remember him in the bubble, which was not that long ago for the heat. He was yeah, like, oh, he can, incredible. He can get, he can get hot and turn a game. There's, there's no, yeah. but, but I guess the question is he's a ball handler and it's kind of, so, I guess that's more the question, right? Like, but, is he taking pools minutes? So, so I mean, when when you start to get rumblings, like, yeah, like they're at least 
in the mix on on Drogic. I don't know that it was the most aggressive pursuit, but the fact that at least the idea was being bounced around, right. you wonder, like, what does this mean for Jordan Poole? I mean, the messaging I was getting back was, like, they think they can play together. And sure, there would be Drogic, Poole, probably second-unit minutes. And, you know, they, they have playing styles that I think could fit. But in general, that's bringing, you know, you already have kind of demoted Poole once. This would be somewhat of a pecking order demotion. Um, and it also, it just tells you that they seem a little bit unsure about, you know, that spot, but at the same time, from a positive perspective, I thought pool was awesome down the stretch last season. Great in the playing games. And like, that's something like to just, he, he was ready for the moment. So I like, I don't think the stage will be too bright for him, but you know, he, he's at least lately been prone to like really quiet games and, and they're a lot worse when he's not providing that, like dynamism off the bench, whatever you want to call it. Like they're just, they're, they're easier to beat much easier. I feel like they're um, well, it's, it's a longer term. It's not a playoff conversation, but like long-term with pool and Wiggins up for extensions in 2023, like they can't actually bring them both back just from a cap and role perspective with clay and staff. And it's just like long-term it's, it's a good problem to have you have too many players who want to play, but like, isn't that something the team has to consider also? It's like, is Jordan Poole really going to sign up to come off the bench for age 24 to 28? Is, you know, can you actually afford to give him 20 million and Wiggins another 25 to 30 25. while you're also paying Steph Clay? And, you know, at a certain point, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've compared it to Reggie Jackson uh Oklahoma City when I was covering him at the Thunder uh before you know not not saying he's gonna kind of ask you know ask out essentially the way that Reggie Jackson did but it is what you said is right like 23 to 28 guys don't want to just be six men um I there's like been no decisions from the Warriors like where this is going how they're going to rearrange the core you know any type of of you know Wiggins or you know what's Draymond's future what's Clay's future what's Poole's future whatever the rookies like playoffs are going to tell us a lot about that right you know that um you know and though i think they could start kind of moving the chess pieces a little bit this summer and maybe something big happens but to me that the bigger summer is two seasons for now pool pool extension wouldn't kick in for two seasons we right. still is up you know through next season now if 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 they start to get the sense this off season that you know maybe wiggins isn't long for there they maybe try to maneuver that chess piece around uh, some of it also was like hey, how are the finances looking you know is right. do we really as a society get through the pandemic do they have a long playoff run that makes crazy amounts of money i mean <laughs> remember in the oracle days like when they would get an extra even the year that they went seven with the thunder seven with the Cavs, even though obviously it ended poorly for them like the extra i'm clay like having that game six in OKC, which got him a game seven in the Western Conference Finals and four NBA Finals games, made them like 50 something million, right? Wasn't it? I think Kawakami has the exact number, but I, I remember him saying something. I want to say 10 million a game. So 50 would make sense. And that was an Oracle. Chase, yeah, exactly. Probably that number. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, factors are still yet to play, play themselves out. You know, what's Draymond's body? Uh, how does it hold up through the playoffs? Um, so like I, there's, there's definitely had not, not been any decisions made uh, on, on what the core is going to look like, but yes, I mean, they're, they're going to be very expensive. I think sneaky, sneaky topic. And we're not doing it tonight because it's February uh, is Draymond extension, because I think he came into the season 
thinking if he plays 100% it looks great, which he did, that he's going to get a large extension. But the problem is we can see that the body doesn't allow that anymore. And uh, it's hard to be a 6'6 center. It's, <laughs> it's just – it's just I just – I don't even know if it's – I just think it's him. It's just the way he plays and, and just at that size, just some things just aren't going to be possible. I think he's just – he's just going to play 50, 60 games a season from now on, and I don't know how much – and what, do you pay, and what do you pay mil. a guy who you're like, all right, we know exactly. he's going to miss 25 games a year, but for the greater good, so he could play the playoffs, Incredible. that's the deal we make. Yep. It's probably yep. not a guy you give, you know, a huge extension to into their mid thirties. Well, you know, but then on, on the other hand, you watch him play and you're yeah. like, that's, well, not, a is, replace, that's not replaceable, you know? So, I mean, Draymond is, as, as we have learned, like very much a businessman and he understands leverage and negotiation <laughs> stances. Um, if he's, if he's awesome in the playoffs and they, yeah. you know, win the ch- title or, you know, even if they don't win the title, but he's just, just like, you know, or, you know, if he is awesome in the playoffs, whatever that gets them to, if it's a West finals game seven, you know, they lose, but he's still, you know, as, as good as he's ever looked, then he can go into the off season with a lot more power. Um, if they flame if he out, loses a game seven to DeAndre and he has no leverage in my mind. No. <laughs> but, well, how about if he's just like game five against Memphis and they're just getting wiped and like he's true. either not there or not, you know, like right, they, right. again, right. so much of the summer can't be decided until the season plays itself out. That's that's I mean, that's the Warriors, right? They don't play 82. Like it's it's up to the, the 16. So uh, the other part of this is they're what six, seven games behind the Suns. I, I just I should look Five. it up because I keep saying no, they're not seven in Five the loss games? column, six and a so, half, seven in the loss column. So it's unobtainable. There's even already, with you CP, know, even yes, with the injury. Because guess what? The Phoenix Suns are gonna win plenty of games without Chris Campaign Paul. This isn't like, campaign this, is the guy. Devin Booker's the guy, you know, yeah. you know what I mean whatever teams are going to play down the stretch that they're still going to beat by yeah, six, six and a half is a lot to make up in 23 games. They especially, would have to collapse a lot of OKCs on the schedule, especially, you know, no Draymond for however many weeks right. Steph is, they're going to want to get Steph some rest. True. Clay Thompson probably still not going to play in the back-to-backs. Warriors aren't um, going like 21 and two down the stretch. There's not an incredible amount of urgency in like to make up seven games in the, in the loss column in that little amount of time. With with a team that doesn't want to that bad, like sure the Warriors would love the one seed, but they're not. They're not. I guess the two seed again is the real question because they're a game and a half up on Memphis, and Memphis is. Yeah. Does that even? Let's ask you this, Slater. Does it even matter if they hold off the two seed versus the three seed versus the Grizzlies? I mean, it'll be a storyline in the last week, and um, you know, we'll be debating all aspects of that, including you know, we'll start talking first round opponents. But I'm asking you, do you think? They need home court against the Memphis. Do you think there's a huge advantageous difference in terms of opponents? Um, Let's I would want to see Denver's at the six right now. Is Jamal Murray back? We might know that by April. Uh, how, you know, how dangerous could Denver look? Does Denver hop and suddenly it's Dallas in the six? Um, who might be at seven? Do the Clippers suddenly get Norman Powell and Paul George back or no? Yeah, the Lakers just, situation. Just probably. looking at the standings right now, but let me give you the hypothetical here. I, I, it could be the Nuggets or Dallas at the six. I just can't see any of the teams in the play-in range right now catching Denver or Dallas, unless, you know, Jokic or Luka go down, in which case, like, they're dead in the water anyway, right? So yeah. you're talking about, like, you're the if you're the three seed, you're probably playing Dallas or Denver. And if you're the two seed, you're getting, I don't know, Minnesota, Clippers, 
Lakers. You'd rather be the, the Blazers. Two. You'd rather be the two, and you would hope for Minnesota. I think um, just 100%. because Minnesota, Minnesota is like a four-one where they win one in Minnesota, and they're like right. so happy about it. And it's like electricity has been brought back to Target Center. Like this is the start <laughs> of something great. And it's like you know shaking hands after the buzzer, like go get them. Um, whereas you know the bunch other of teams, features on how Ant and uh yeah. and, and Carl Towns are like a formidable partnership for the future. They just did this a few years ago with Jimmy. But anyway, keep going. They learned a lot in this series to go absorb into some. Anyway, like all the other the other teams have a lot more dangerous. Um, but uh, to me, there's no there won't be any seating manipulation till you know the last. 10 games at at maximum. Um, And when we'll know a lot more about the entire situation, as far as the bigger picture question on like two versus three, does it matter home court against Memphis? Yeah. I mean, you'd rather have the home court, but look, we dealt with this with the, um, when we would be talking about Warriors Rockets in past years, remember when the Rockets got the one seed Mm -hmm. Warriors went in one game, one in Houston, just go win game one in Memphis. Memphis can come win game one, as we've seen in Chase Center. Two. You know, yeah, two also. But, you know, and you want seven at home, but if you don't get it, you know, Warriors won game seven in, in Houston. Um, so I'm with you. It, I, to me, it will be stuff that I'll write about, we'll all talk about, because that's what we do down the stretch of the regular season. But, like, game one of the playoffs, like, tip off, whatever. Is Draymond healthy? That is that it's is more important than the seating. Yeah. All this other stuff. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about it, like Slater said, but end of the day, like, is this, this dude's back? Is it, is it okay? Like, can he, is he jumping like me? Or is, or is he jumping? Oh, you know? I saw you guards. You don't want to do, do that. Well, from my understanding, it's the, it's really the, the strength of the calf. Although it's like been tied to a back injury, which makes it scary. Like what he's dealing with is like the calf. Now it comes from the back, but like I guess that's where the explosion is, whatever. But like even when he said he went out to shoot around the the day of Clay's return and this issue really popped up, it was like he was kind of trying to make moves and it was it was the calf. I just, you know, again, this is sounds like trick. compensation related to the back, but yeah. I don't Dr. know. Sam. Dr. Well, listen, it's a it's a nerve that goes that that kind of ah. controls the strength, I guess, of the calf. Again, like we're, you know, I'm I'm a B plus uh, scientist here, but that's just sure. what I've come to understand about. It. That calf makes races, sense. Calf races, Draymond. Come on, and and more uh, <laughs> and more. Um, what is it? More deadlifts. Let's go. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you guys this. Okay, who would you who would you think is the harder opponent between Dallas and Denver for the Warriors? Ooh. Um, I kind of think they might actually. I think Memphis might actually take the two seed from them because. Young team is is dumb enough yeah, they, to they go all the yeah. way out for it, and it just everything you see at the Warriors are like, yeah, we'll rest Steph and cost ourselves a seed if it means he's healthy. Yeah, they should rest Steph. Dude's playing nonstop. Yeah, um, I think it's Jamal Murray question. You know, you hear that he's he's probably going to show up, and MPJ might what, too. Yeah, which. I saw him in the playoffs last year. Yeah, I don't like him either. But, <laughs> Jamal you know, Murray. Jamal, yeah, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. He'd be a factor. But I just think Jamal Murray, as we saw in the bubble, changed who they could be. Uh, you know, he was like he was like a top 10 NBA player in the bubble. Now, the bubble is a, was a different environment. He can, um, get, he can get on some Dame and borderline Steph-like runs, which can really – like having a player – Play like that off of Jokic is incredibly hard to deal with. 
yeah, I mean, he he did it to the Clippers. You know, he eliminated a good Clippers team in the bubble. Um, so like that factor could could shift the the conversation. But you know, he'll be easing in off an ACL, I assume. Yeah. To me, Denver's a bigger threat next season. Next season, the West shapes up to be potentially like devastating hard with Clippers. if the Clippers, um, yeah, and Denver, um, and if the Lakers reshape, Getting, I don't know. Yeah, get this now. I got to take it back to the Wiseman conversation. Did they make a mistake Jesus not going for it this year? <laughs> I mean, I was just, I was just yeah. thinking for Dragic, if they offered him a mid-level, I actually don't know if they can. I'm not a, but if they offered him more money, could they have gotten Dragic? Like, a, uh, I don't know. Uh, to be honest, uh, again, I just, I, I know that they, they had, they conversed about it. And do they want them. someone on the buyout market? Uh, two questions. Do not they want really. someone? And two, who I mean, are they going to cut if they do? Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they were set on getting another player, you know, a lot of these conversations are already happening behind the scenes. We they would have traded somebody before the deadline. Ah. It's, it's, it's what, you know, I put it out day of like this to me was such a signal because if you traded, you know, name your veteran on the back end of the roster. Just for Cat, to, yeah. Yeah. You, just like they did with Marquise Chris and uh, Wanamaker last season before the deadline. You could pay somebody to take them that saved you cap, and you would have done that to open the spot to then plug somebody in. That way you're not giving yourself a spike in the tax bill. Um, so I don't I don't see anyone out like Drogic, you know, maybe moved the needle enough, like convinced you know, the uh, leadership, the decision makers, Joe Lacob to um, sign that bill. I don't see anyone else out there that would make them willing to spend the money slash, you know, cut a player that, you know, as flawed as some of the, the, the options at the back end of the roster are, they still provide some type of value where, you know, whoever you're bringing in is flawed too. And roll up. Robin Lopez is the name that we keep throwing out there. It's, you know, at least, you know, he'll, he'll be tall. The elites is kind of just, they have a tall person coming back, um, yeah, man, it's, you know, it's true. and it's true. I always like, you know, I always kind of seesaw on this where like, I think as an outside observer, it's unwise to like, I don't think that James Wiseman's likely to make any type of like huge, meaningfully meaningful impact down the stretch just because of how raw he is, what playoff level defense is. I mean, I'm not even sure Kaminga when it comes down to it, like in a second round in Memphis is being trusted to be on the floor. No, uh, we'll see. But like, you know, I just, so I think it's unwise to think Wiseman would be, but at the same time, I'm like, you use the second number two overall pick two drafts ago on a seven foot center. You're paying him whatever, 9 million. Like that's gotta be the guy that helps out for, you know, 10 minutes. It can't be buyout player X. Yeah. Yeah. Fair yeah. I mean, it's the bare minimum to be able to buy second unit minutes for, for that kind of investment for him. And I, I can understand I can understand that perspective. I just uh, haven't seen it yet. So nobody has. They haven't. Um, you know, it's unknown to them. We'll see. Again, as as we've all said, playing like this might undo them. It might turn out to be a bad decision. It might, you know, cost them a title. I and you will never be able to truly know that, but it might not either. I don't know. We I don't, don't know. So. I don't we think it see. will. I I don't think. I just I, look. I'm I'm the takes guy. I don't. It's it's Draymond's back that'll undo them if something's gonna. It'd undo be nice them. if someone could buy us back a few minutes. <laughs> um, Fair enough. I don't. Do you think? Do you think like he was overburdened by having to play center? Like I just think like this might have happened I regardless. Don't. I don't think it. Yeah. Was, yeah. I don't I see. Don't. Him. I'm at every game. He's not like banging with DeAndre Ayton every game. Like you know, he's running around. He's being Draymond. He was definitely like invigorated all season. But there's just. 
I go I to agree. all these games. I'm like, yo, Nick Claxton is the reason for this. You know, like Christian Wood, he's out there taking threes. No, like he's I, just- I, I agree with you. I, th- I think the desire to move Wiseman is would be more about the fact that adding a player who can play in your top seven, eight of the rotation actually changes your playoff chance. A hundred percent on that. I, I just mean more of the idea that like not having a center is the reason Draymond is having body issues. I, I just, I, I, he probably would have had it regardless. I, I just think don't it's Draymond's see him being, body. Yeah. I think that's just Draymond. Yeah. I don't see him being taxed because like he has to play a little bit more center. Like Looney's the guy that I'm like more worried about. Actually. Is yeah. It? Is that guy okay? I just, I know you, you said that he wants to play 82. I mean, I, I mean that like he, he, he wants to play 82 games. I, I get it. Right. He's been injured a lot in his career and he's always sitting out, but Dude, the last couple games he's been terrible, and not because he's a bad player, because the dude's played every game, and he's just he looks like he's dying out there. Like my guy, sit for a week. Oh, I guess he's sitting right now for a week, but yeah, oh, we'll man. see coming out of the break. <laughs> um, you know, look again. I think if he's looking exhausted, is as exhausted as he looked in those last few games, and you know he got a pretty bad thigh contusion in mm. Oklahoma City, um, which I think okay. slowed him down a little bit. I think. Down the stretch, I'd assume they'd sit him. I mean, you know, I think the 82 games means a lot to him for just to, to you know, because I think he has been burdened a little bit by like the, the health reputation he has. And also, he's a free. You got to make some money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think he knows it would be good. When we talk about negotiation chips going into free agency, him saying, look, I'm healthy. I played 82. Uh, but I'm like, you know, they, they should spot him some rest if he looks like he needs rest and he did look like he needs rest i think maybe they kept playing him because they're like look he's getting the break anyways i don't know yeah yeah wiseman will come back soon so yeah (laughs) we'll uh we'll end it there big jim saving the season uh (laughs) slater appreciate you look forward to the clay thompson piece which we will all be reading wednesday morning assuming it's wednesday morning yeah wednesday morning athletic subscribe if you don't Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.